Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Painted with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Dave Hansen from Client Tether about how to maximize the time you have as a business owner by being efficient and not relying entirely on others. This episode is sponsored by Bear Pro and PPG. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. I am coming to you live in Orlando. I told you guys it was going to be Torlando in Orlando, and I'm here, and we're having a great, great show, man. If you did not get the chance to sign up this year, uh, you should just be kicking yourself right now because it has been a phenomenal show. The education has been uh, just crazy good. I mean, there are some very, very smart people here. The engagement is, uh, it's just, man, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be in person and to and to just be among our people. So, you know, I, I'm telling you guys next year, don't miss it. I've missed this. I'm so grateful to be back. Uh, so we're doing some live shows here, right? I'm just going to do an, you know, a couple other folks are coming on. Um, you got uh, Chris Moore, who's going to be, you know, presenting live here. Very excited. I've got a guest today. His name is Dave Hansen, and he's with a company called Client Tether. I brought his card because you guys, I mean, you, you guys who listen to the show, you know I mess this up sometimes. So Client Tether is the name of the show. And uh, but before I bring him on, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about where we're at in the business. You know, some as I've been talking to different folks today and yesterday and and going to these evening events and helping people, uh, you know, talk about their company. I mean, we're having conversations that is not just about company, but personal life, too. There's so many things. And, you know, hiring is always a big thing. But, you know, the reality is, is right now we are in this space where it's a new spring season approaching, people are calling, um, and there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. The issue, of course, is that the more work you do and the more you go out there, the more time you are, um, you're out there spending doing stuff. And I was I was talking to uh, Dave earlier today, and I and I recalled that I did an analysis on my on my business a few years ago, and I realized that at that time, this was probably about 2016, I remembered that I, I took the numbers of my closing ratio and I, and I added up all the time that I spent on estimates that did not close. And I was spending two whole months on estimates that weren't going to close. And that was when I had that realization that I had so many, you know, I was so many wasted efforts driving across town, doing the whole tap dance, the song and dance, putting the, the, together the bid, presenting to the customer. They were never going to close because I know the numbers. I know the data. They were never going to close, and I was wasting so much time, so much time. Two months of my life that year had been spent on jobs that were never going to close. And so uh, as you're coming 
into this new, you know, into the new season, tax season approaching, you know, whenever tax season comes, people are like, all right, let's, you know, let's get a project going. Um, we have to figure out if we're going to expand, especially in a contracted labor market, we have to expand in a way that we are maximizing the time that we have and not necessarily relying completely on our ability to hire others. We have to be more efficient. So uh, I brought Dave on because he has some uh, really great knowledge and insight. He's got, he serves a lot of different customers. He's very, um, he's very well versed in this, uh, in this arena, in the trades. And so I brought him on to, to talk about this topic right here. Everybody, welcome Dave Hansen to Paint Ed. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Orlando. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, in the intro, I talked a little bit about this, this you know, lead flow coming in. It, you know, it's presumably there are going to be a lot of people coming in, but there's going to be a lot of wasted time. There'll be a lot of wasted efforts. Mm -hmm. And more than that, I think that, you know, what I always hear are, you know, lead quality. People don't want to pay enough money. You know, there's, there's this conflict going mm -hmm. on. So what, what about that resonated with the, with the folks that you work with and that you see? Uh, well, we, we work across a lot of different industries, but let's talk about painting, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, often I hear when I'm helping or our team's helping a, you know, a painting organization figure out how to, how to improve their business with technology, uh, I'll hear things like, man, like we just, we're spending so much money on leads. Mm -hmm. um, or I've got people chasing leads all the time. These leads are not responding. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm not making enough money on the leads, so I got to stop spending money on that lead source. It must be a bad, bad quality lead source. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of things that to me kind of reflect, you know, the, there are a little bit of red flags when I say, well, I, I don't know if that's the case. Like, let me, let mm -hmm. me, because I get a, uh, my perspective is I, I see industry data mm -hmm. uh, across sometimes hundreds of locations mm -hmm. that are all buying the same leads. Mm -hmm. And I can see variability. I can see some that are converting that same lead source that they're saying they're converting one in 20. Mm -hmm. They're converting one in two. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I think there, there's a lot. It's tough. Like these poor, not the poor contractors, right? But it's the labor market is tough right now. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's like, I don't have enough back office support to, to follow up on these things. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough painters to produce enough jobs. I could double my business if I had more painters. Yeah. There, <clears throat> there are all sorts of challenges that come with this marketplace. And so I think as business owners are looking for, you know, painting, painting business owners specifically saying, how do I scale mm -hmm. my business where I don't have enough people? Yeah. The only real answer is you've got to find some technology that helps take the people out of that task. Mm -hmm. So those people, same people can expand the reach and get yeah. more done with yeah, exactly. less. You know, one thing that has been a little bit surprising to me this, uh, this year at the, at the show is, uh, you know, I, nearly presumed that the hiring problem was almost all painters and that that's the line mm -hmm. that's a big brunt of it right that's a yeah. big brunt of it. but a lot of people have been saying well i'm trying to hire more salespeople now mm -hmm. or i'm trying to hire my first or my second or you know i heard you know one uh, a friend of mine say uh, we've got nine or ten you know, he was, so I was like, well, what is nine or did you say nine or is it 10? How many salespeople do you have? And he's like, well, you know, they're going through the, the training process right now. And, you know, one of them, one or two of them might not make it, you know. And yeah. so it's not only is it, uh, yeah, the high, the, the painter issue, but now we're bringing in salespeople. And I have to think, like, why, why are we bringing salespeople? What would make you think that we that you have the capacity for an extra salesperson, and it's because you have so many leads. Mm -hmm. But the danger 
is, you know, for one, anytime you bring in a salesperson, there's ramp up time. Mm-hmm. But I think the real danger is that now you've got a, an extra person to keep busy with leads. Yeah. But what yeah. what's the lead quality look like when you have to expand, right? Right. And it's overhead too. <clears throat> Anybody you bring on, even in a sales function, that should have a direct correlation to new revenue. Mm-hmm. The question though, I, I like to ask business owners is, well, is, is the issue that you need a new salesperson or you need to increase the capacity of your current salesperson? I see. Because if I can, if I can, you know, spend a little bit of money on a solution, like to automate something that makes my salesperson produce twice as much, mm-hmm. I just save myself what five, six thousand dollars of overhead a month. Mm-hmm. That 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 makes or breaks a business. Yeah. And so, trying to think a little bit smarter, I find uh, sometimes helps solve the problem of the human capital mm-hmm. in short term and long term. Mm-hmm. But then, if you scale, you're scaling. Now I'm scaling half as many people to get twice the results, that, that's a win. Right, 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 right. So, so tell us a little bit about your, your background and how you kind of came into this, understanding this problem exceptionally well. Because I, I feel like, so just for a little context, I, I grabbed Dave off a stage. He was, <laughs> he was on a tech panel. I thought, oh, man, this guy, this guy knows, knows what he's talking about. I got to bring him down. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to understand uh, in, more intimately the problem that we're facing here. Yeah, it's a great question. <clears throat> so I grew up in tech, like in, in high-end systems management, translation, ed tech. A uh, th- little over three years ago, our founder uh, recruited me to come and help run Client Tether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his background, he was the founder of Five Star Painting, founder mm-hmm. of uh, the founder of co-founder of Five Star Franchising, founder of Painter One Franchise System. He's been painting since you know the '90s, and yeah. uh, and he really he's an operations wizard. And what he kept seeing in industry. Even as he ran these big franchise systems before they got bought, they're still huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that they didn't have tools? They didn't have tools that were built for for home service guys, for mm-hmm. for painters. Uh, there, you know, they, people were trying to use big box CRMs and other tools that were built for, you know, Charles Schwab, in the painting industry and spending tens of thousands of dollars and swearing way too much to mm-hmm. try to make these little tools, work, these big tools, work in their in their their smaller environments. So he, so that's kind of our origin story. Eight years ago, started building client tether to mm-hmm. service that particular segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so we've we've done a lot of work in franchising home services and a lot of work with individual business owners and that are home service business owners. So uh, my perspective is a bit unique because I get to see not just best practices in the painting industry, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, how about flooring and roofing and windows and home cleaning and that's right th- yeah. there are correlations across all of them mm-hmm. and yet operationally slightly different but sure. you, you, if you took a step back and broke all their processes down most of them have a very similar flow where you know uh, initial conversation lead comes in mm-hmm. some sort of an estimating process then it's booking then fulfillment and then invoicing like it, it's you know that's oversimplified but but we get to see people iterate through that thousands of times a year using our technology. So yeah. we have some interesting insights into what, what's working and how are people scaling. Yeah. So, you know, when we think about this this exact issue of like scaling ourselves, but, you know, kind of managing the, the lead flow, because I think that, I think for a lot of people, the problem isn't getting the leads right now. I think it's the managing of the leads. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing that we need to, you know, kind of start thinking about as we um, you know, optimize for this particular, you know, pain point. Yeah. First, you're 100 percent right. I don't think there's anybody out there that says I. Well, there are some. I just had lunch with somebody who said they oh, sure. they, they don't have enough leads. Yeah. It's like, well, 
that'll be an easy fix, I think. Yeah, uh, just, we just wait a couple you know, weeks and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, or, or just get your Google My Business listed. Like they have okay, sure. some of the basics, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I don't yeah. mean to make fun, but just no, like no, there no, no, yeah. are a couple of core mechanics and then people will hunt you down because they can't find someone to come get them an estimate and paint their home. Right. Uh, and there are also portals. There are lots of channels, right? Yeah. Facebook, social. Sure. Um, but I would say right now, uh, if we take the issue and say it's not quantity, but it's a matter of how can I get the most out of the investment I'm spending in my marketing now. Mm-hmm. Most of you should have you know, your digital marketing set up, should have Google My Business, so local local search set up. You should, I mean, you're probably doing some sort of social. It's a very visual industry mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, in software, I don't really have a lot of pictures I can put up. Sure, yeah, be like, yeah, hey, yeah. check out this software. Yes. You guys are like, I just transformed this historic home. I just painted this home, this room, this outside, like right, exterior. Yeah. I just it's eye this. candy. Yeah. It is. So it's a very visual. So social works extremely well in this space. But the, the issue isn't creating the lead. It's now what do I do with it? Because mm-hmm. now you've got you to take that spend, which is often one of your bigger spends besides payroll and materials is digital marketing and lead generation. How do I make sure that I'm getting as much ROI out of that as possible? And, um, and there are a couple of things mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that I see that work. One, the way people interact today is different than it was five years ago. I think the younger painters, they have a bit of an advantage over some of the guys that have been around, only in that they are more familiar with and well-versed in texting, mm-hmm. you know, sure. social engagement. And, and people want to engage where, they want, where they've reached out to you. Uh, there are also a lot of, you know, now millennials are, <clears throat> are primary home buyers. Or they're, they're buying the entry-level homes that need some repair work, which is, you know, painters or that's bread and butter mm-hmm. right, on the residential mm-hmm. side. And so uh, I think that, you know, the way that we choose to engage with these folks needs to be a bit different. And so if we want to optimize our, our conversion rates, let's, let's, say, let's say booking rates, um, mm-hmm. to make sure we're, like, we're all on the same page about what this means. But if we're trying to optimize those rates, then we have to engage a little differently than we did 10 years ago. You picked up a call, a phone, and called them when you could. Mm-hmm. They didn't have four other options, so mm-hmm. usually had a good, pretty good shot. Yeah. Now everybody's got a GMB listing, and so I search for best painter near me. Mm-hmm. Everybody with a you know, 4.0 rating or better mm-hmm. shows up on the list, and they control click on three or four, and then they start filling out lead forms or making phone calls. Yeah. And so it means there's also a timeliness element. Yeah. So it's not just do I follow up. Mm-hmm. It's when do I follow up, and it's how do I follow up. Mm-hmm. That makes, I think, mm-hmm. the biggest difference right now. Yeah. So can we, um, before we move on to, to the next idea here, can we drill in just a little bit on the the numbers? Like what are what are healthy numbers look like? Um, you know, what, what should the cost of a lead be? I think that's a really, I think that's a question that, um, that there's a lot of variability, but I feel like there should be a good answer for it. Yeah, that's that is that's a bit tricky only because by market it varies quite a bit sure. and by channel. Yeah. Now, for example, like if you're buying a portal lead, it'll vary maybe like thirty to eighty dollars depending on the market mm-hmm. per lead, and also job like job type and yeah. also channel. And when you say portal, you like, mean I mean like a like a Thumbtack, an mm-hmm. Angie, a Connects Pro, mm-hmm. um, who else? Modernize. Yeah. There's several of them. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and you know their job is. They essentially outsource your digital marketing for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. generate an interested party, mm-hmm. and then they sell you that interested party's request and information. Yeah. Some of them sell um, the same lead to three or four contractors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, like Angie. Yeah. Uh, and, and in Thumbtack, there's an option for the homeowner. The homeowner kind of drives that platform, but yeah. the homeowner can select several parties as well, yeah. which means they create themselves as a lead for multiple pros. Mm-hmm. I think Connects Pros is a one-to-one yeah. only, and I don't know Modernize, but... Yeah. 
Now, uh, real quick, so Angie, um, you know, you know, full disclosure is an industry partner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we love them. We're glad that they're here. Yeah. Um, some of the objections that they have to overcome when they're selling to contractors is that, uh, you know, the, the lead is going to multiple places. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been kind of under the assumption that because of that, you're automatically kind of in this you know, in this race to the bottom or, or, or the commodity. But I think that you have a different opinion on that. Yeah. Well, so over 60% of what predicts who wins the job mm-hmm. is who has the first conversation. I see. And so as a pro, and this is a little bit, I mean, free tips from Dave, right? Sure. From what I've seen work, I've coached a lot of sales teams for the last 15 years. So, mm-hmm. so some advice for me is you want to be first, and you want to you want to do what I call um, you want to like lay some landmines a little bit. like you want to com- educate people in a good way. Let's not be negative about it, but mm-hmm. you want to educate them about some of the risks of working with you know the lowest cost providers, and you want to you want to educate them about about what it means to do a quality job in a paint, like what they should be expecting in an mm-hmm. estimate, mm-hmm. and and obviously you want to make sure you're aligning to those best practices and you want to exemplify them, and then uh, but you also want to be the first one to to schedule an appointment, and get on site. Yeah. And they might, they'll have, they will have other people call them. Some of them will call two or three hours later. And by the, but if you're the last person to call, and yeah. if you've ever bought an Angie lead and you're not following up effectively, yeah. you've had the conversation, oh, I've already spoken to three other people, I'm all set, thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now to you, that feels like a bad lead. Yeah, right. But it's not. That person's already set two or three other appointments. They're an interested right, party they're that pretty, won't buy. Yeah, they, they would like to. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I can tell from like my own efforts, especially in like Facebook marketing, um, when I'm trying to drive messages that uh, people really do like the immediacy. Mm-hmm. The, the challenge with that is that yeah, you kind of have to like be on it. Yeah, you, know, you have to yeah. respond quick, but yeah. it, it can be a pretty low lift. And, and and I also think that it's something that's easily, um, you know, easily outsourced. You know, there are definitely people out there who are open to having part-time jobs that are evening hours, college students who, mm-hmm. you know, have to work out hours. So it's, there's a way yeah. to, I think, be responsive and be personal without like, you know, shipping the thing overseas, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and let's, if you don't mind, let's, let's dive into that for a yeah, sec. For sure. Uh, th- because, uh, we talked about before channel and medium are important. Like how do I communicate mm-hmm. with people? But the immediacy can be answered with pretty easy solutions. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this isn't a pitch about us, right? But let's talk about automation for a minute, just yeah. in general, because other sure. people that can do some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have a lead that comes in, let's say from Angie, and you can create an ecosystem, like a technology solution in which that lead comes in, and without you even knowing, it flows into your CRM. Mm-hmm. It's tagged as an Angie lead, so you know where it came from. Because it knows where it came from, it automatically starts to engage. Mm-hmm. Personalized messages, an email, which is the worst medium to communicate with it's anybody. Pretty, yeah. But but it's, it's, it's a catch-all. Yeah, sure. um, the way you make email more effective is you just start using video. And, oh, I see. And we can talk about that later if you want, but you need a text. You've got to text. So text within two minutes, phone call two minutes after that. So within the first five minutes, an immediate email, a text within two, and a phone call two minutes after that. This is why, whether you're using me or not, it doesn't matter. I just want you to know the rhythm. 90% of all text messages are read in two minutes or less, or mm-hmm. three minutes or less technically, but most within two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then if you call two minutes after that, they know who you are, so they pick up the phone. So answer rates go up 40% if you just text them first. Mm-hmm. So there's a sequence to this, but if you can automate all those things and make your phone ring so that if you're driving down the road to go check on a job site, a lot of you guys don't have someone sitting at a desk in an office right. just waiting right. Right, for someone to call, then, then, you, then you have already put yourself in the top 5% of performers 
in lead conversion. And yeah. what you'll find is you'll have the first conversation and now you're setting the stage and everybody else is trying to chase. Yeah. And if you set the stage right, then it's not a race to the bottom. You're, you're setting up, you're setting up some safeguards on the, the conversation so that the, the homeowner is educated and can see red flags when somebody's trying to slash prices, yeah. cut corners. Yeah. 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 Well, and there is, uh, there is so much, I mean, buying in general is a very emotional decision mm. and you know, a lot of it is just, yeah, I just kind of liked them better. Uh, and, uh, you know, we don't yeah. want to, you know, that that feels hard to quantify, but I think you can break it down and be like, mm -hmm. well, what what are reasons why they, they like, you know, them? What, you know, people buy from, you know, other people who they know, like, and trust. That's, you know, very common, yeah. you know, thing that is said in, in sales. And, you know, when you, when you start to break down, like, well, how can I get people to know me? How can I get people to like me? How can I get people to trust me? Um, you know, it's like, well, being known, um, you know, in my opinion, that's, that's, uh, a, a lot of video and, and pictures of, you know, yourself and your yeah. team online in places that they're <laughs> living. Um, but it's also community yeah. engagement, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's a big piece of it. But when it comes down to like the knowing or, or the, the liking and the, and the trusting, um, I mean, yeah, if you're not, if you're pretty gruff you might want to find somebody more like <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 percent right and if you don't mind me taking a step back let's talk yeah. about picks for a minute we're not talking about putin picks right we're like on the back of a horse with your shirt off kind of yeah stuff. right like, they want to see pictures of people they can identify with right they want to see you um painting they mm -hmm. want to see you with a homeowner they want and they want it to be you not stock yeah. photos so you can yeah. throw those on the website but right. over time you need to weed those out because they when they see you uh show up at the door they should be like oh you're the guy on the website. Yeah. You're the video that I just watched on my on my on my email. Right. I've had people tell me that before when I talk to them or have a Zoom. I do a lot of Zooms because yeah. we're you know we work with people all over the country. Right. And like, oh yeah yeah, I got your video. I remember you. I've been That's at right. conferences. Yeah. This, this last thing. weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I saw your video. I wanted to come by and say hi. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So you create an emotional connection using video. So like you're saying, That's totally true. a game changer. No like and trust. They've never met me, and yet they feel like they sort of know me a little, and That's they right. start to feel like they can trust me and maybe even like me if I do something quirky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I believe that's totally true, and I was having a conversation last night um, after the uh, Benjamin Moore event, mm -hmm. and uh, which was a lovely event. Uh, another another pitch for coming to Expo next year. It was a beautiful event, great food. Mm -hmm. um, I was having a conversation, and this guy was like, "I just feel so uncomfortable with video." And I, and what I told him, I said, look, you know, how comfortable do you think that your homeowners are having somebody in their home that they don't know? Mm -hmm. That's a little more uncomfortable than you, you know, mm -hmm. posting yourself online. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with that mindset, you know, you are, what you're doing is you're, you're making it so that they feel more comfortable with who's going to be in their home. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of, you are optimizing because the reality is here's, here's how, 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 everybody wants to we were talking a little bit about numbers and I think everybody wants to be able to um, attribute every dollar to a specific channel yeah and that is not how people really buy people aren't necessarily going you know going to Facebook and then they saw your ad and now they're clicking the ad and that goes to mm -hmm. the landing page and then the landing page does this you felt the for that's not always how people are buying often what's happening is they are hearing about you from their friends at the water cooler. Mm -hmm. They may have seen something that you've posted online. They might have seen yeah. a truck, um, you know, in their neighborhood at some point. 
and all those uh, every time that they you know their neighbor said yeah I, I painted my house uh, they weren't ready then they saw the truck outside uh, they're not ready then they saw the ad right then and they're not ready to buy mm -hmm. but then when they're ready to buy they go online and they do their search and then they find your name and they're like oh i know that company yep and so then mm -hmm. google gets the credit or angie's list gets the credit whereas mm -hmm. there were seven eight ten touches on different sources that were building your brand building that trust and they were doing the heavy lifting while you know the final lead source gets the, gets the credit right yeah that's that's fair i do have some clients that they even though it might say google ppc or seo uh, they'll still ask the customer, how did you first hear about us? Yeah. And then they get all sorts of interesting answers. Oh, it's the yard signs. I'll be honest with you, yard signs are huge yeah. uh, in this industry. So we can't leave those off of the list, too, right. because yeah, yeah, yeah. it creates kind of a hub and spoke, a little bit of FOMO, like, wait, hey, oh, Carl, sure. you're getting your house painted. How's that going? Yeah, I got to get the kitchen redone. Do these guys do cabinets? Like, they can create, and if you incentivize, that's mm -hmm. a different topic for another sure, day. Yeah, like, yeah, how do you yeah. build a referral program? Yeah. But, man. That's a great channel, but knowing that the yard sign's working, knowing that the van, you know, wrap is working, that some guys do billboards, some mm -hmm. guys do radio. I was in a, the roofing conference with Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank, mm -hmm. and he owns one of our, one of the, the, a location of one of the companies we work with. And he's like, I'm doing television, I'm doing radio, because you can buy a lot cheaper than you think. Yeah. But it's hard at that point to say, now what drew in the lead? Right. Where'd you first hear of us? Oh, television, uh, TV. Yeah, and... And now I can start attributing some value to that channel. Right, right, yeah. right, right, definitely. I, and I think you, you, you were, we were talking about this a little before, but like the, I think it boils down to metrics, right? This is one thing I think a lot of painting companies don't have control or a good visibility into is what, what are their metrics? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we're going there or not. We but can, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's open. So, yeah, so what metrics do we need to actually look at? Because I do, I do believe that every, you know, every company owner needs, like, a good dashboard to know the health. You know, the dashboard are the, the numbers that kind of show your, your vital signs, you know? Yeah. Um, so what are some of those key metrics that we're looking at as we're managing our lead, lead flow? You know, I think there are a number. You know them probably as well as I do, I would say. But... Um, You've got to know your your lead sources, uh, the spend per source, the number of leads per month or per week per source. You also want to then start to understand how do they convert? Because if I know what my spend is, I know how many how many I get, and I know how many convert into the next stage, which is a booked appointment. Then I know how many of those convert into a booked job. I can actually calculate what's called CAC or customer acquisition costs per channel. So I can say, well, in order for me to buy a job through, let's say, Angie's, we're talking about them, great industry partner, partner of ours as well, um, then I, it takes, well, you know, I close one in four. Let's say that's the ratio. And by the way, some of you might be scoffing. I know people that close more than those uh, from Angie Leach. Sure. So it's just the process we talked about before. But one in four, and they cost on average 50 bucks, my customer acquisition cost is $200. And if, if my average job size is $2,000, then my average cost per job is 10%. Right. That's very manageable. Totally. But I know some guys that aren't measuring that, and they're like, man, I don't know why I'm not making any money. <clears throat> but their customer acquisition cost, because they're not following up on their leads, is like $1,000 per job. Right. You can't make any money. Right. But a lot of them aren't paying attention to those, those details. Right, 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 right. So so once we, once we get the lead, can you give us some, like, tactical ways to engage that lead so that we, uh, you know, ensure that it's less of a, a, a race to the bottom and it's a race to who's first, right? Who's who first in line to get that job. Yeah. Yeah. What are the tactics? 
Yeah, let's talk about connectivity first because this is the very first step of the whole thing. You've got to make sure that whatever, if you're using a CRM, you probably better be if you want to be competitive. Uh, but whatever CRM you're using, it needs to connect to the source, whether that means you've got to email parse it in or with an API, which is geek speak for just making two systems talk to each other, or uh, you know, form posts or, or Zapier, whatever you've got to do, it's got to be automatic. And there also has to be an automatic follow-up. And I'm not just talking about an email. Like you want to make sure that something's happening that's triggering a text engagement, uh, because most homeowners prefer text. Mm -hmm. Most of them. Oh, interesting. Um, the older folks, probably 55 plus, they want a phone call. So you also, but you don't know their age. You never would ask that on a, on right. a lead form. That'd be kind of weird. And so you're going to also then want to make sure you follow up with a phone call, like that sequence of email, text, call. And then also a lot of our clients in the painting industry, there will be, you know, an immediate email, text two minutes later, phone call, two minutes within five minutes, and then 15 minutes later, another phone call. Uh, because sometimes they're, they're busy, they can't take the call right away, but if you call them back you know, at 15 minutes, then maybe at an hour later, mm -hmm. they'll often have three calls in the same day. And these are guys that are converting like 75% of all their leads across multiple locations that are coming in through digital. Yeah. Now, it's hard. I don't know a lot of people that do that. The highest number I've seen is 96%. Yeah. Convert. That's sick. That's digital leads. Can you imagine if only 4% of your digital leads never converted? Yeah, right. That's insane. Yeah. And this guy makes crazy ROI on his yeah. marketing, which is the end goal, right? Like we, right. like I know, uh, Torlando, you and I both want our, want painters to thrive. Yeah. Ultimately, that's the whole point totally. of us spending time at this table, yeah, not absolutely. you know on a water slide at Disney right now. Yeah. Right. And and that's Later. what this conference. Yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely. That's what the conference is about. Like yeah. PCA is all about putting you guys in the driver's seat to get more value from your investment in this industry. The industry this is the industry's way of trying to lean back and help out and hold bolster you guys up. But man, if you can get these systems in place and then have a follow up the next day, uh, I, I think the numbers are if you if you have a, an effective lead nurturing program in place, you'll generate 33% more revenue <clears throat> mm -hmm. at half the cost. I see. And so it's not about just immediacy because sometimes people don't, they won't respond right mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. But if you reach out the next morning with a text message, it's friendly. Hey, sorry, I missed you yesterday. You got time to talk today. The next day, maybe a follow-up email with a video, maybe testimonial from a customer. Like you start nurturing and providing value that way. You might, I would recommend tactically you nurture a lead for at least 12 days, yeah. 12 to 14 days. And it start, the cadence starts to slow down. So, you know, you know, several touches the first day, second day, a text, third day, maybe an email, third day, at, uh, a phone call. Mm -hmm. like, and you just kind of build out this cadence where you're engaging and trying to provide value to the lead. It's not yeah. just checking in, just checking in tactically, suicide. Sure. I delete anything from any sales rep that's just checking in on me because it's, it's a waste of time. Yeah. It needs to be value-driven. Hey, <clears throat> if you notice you're interested in a painting job, I just thought you would want to know, if you're doing exterior, you shouldn't be putting paint on the home if it's not 45 degrees outside for at least 24 hours. So typically we wouldn't be doing any exterior job. Like educate them. Yeah. You guys know this stuff. So it's also your chance to, to establish your expertise. Absolutely. So, you know, I definitely at one point was a huge proponent of, of automation wherever, whenever possible. Um, to a degree, I mm -hmm. still, I still do like it. You know, I, I, um, I think if you don't have an online scheduling form for booking estimates online, I think that you're uh, you're missing out. It, like lead slippage uh, goes uh, miss it, it like thirty percent. Like you know, the mm -hmm. general lead slippage is probably somewhere around seventy two percent. You you from you know the lead to getting the appointment um, that gets reduced down to zero when you have uh, you know 
online scheduling. So I'm, I'm a big mm-hmm. proponent of it in some, in some places. But I know that as I've talked and promoted automation, that I've talked to other contractors who are just like, yeah, but I like the personal touch. I like the, I, I feel like our customers want somebody who's actually answering them, actually responding to them. Yeah. And I've honestly, I've become a little bit more balanced in that. Like I used to be like, yeah, if I'm gonna have a, a somebody come in on a, a messenger, you know, Facebook messenger, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have that autoresponder go out and uh, it's gonna have the link and they're gonna be able to book on, you know, and all of that. But I've kind of changed my tune on that a little bit. I've, I've kind of, you know, for me, I'm like, I, at some point you do, you can't just think, optimize my business, optimize my business, optimize my business, because what's gonna happen is you're gonna forget about the customer mm-hmm. if you do that. And so I feel like I've come back a little bit on this, but I wanna hear your thoughts because like, how would you overcome that objection? Cause I'm, I'm I, like I said, I've come back on it, yeah. but I still do automation to a degree. Like I would, if, if I was having call volume issues, I would definitely go to a call center. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people won't. So yeah. what, where, what is the, you know, what's your take on this? Like what's how would you overcome the objection of automation makes it feel less personal? Uh, that's a great question. It's it's a balancing act, right? Because uh, you and I have both been, all of us have been victim of some terribly thought out automation mm-hmm. sequence from some sales guy that met us at a conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I find them a little humorous. I actually save them sometimes in a folder and I put them in my presentations. Like here's a terrible example oh, sure. of, of how to send out an email for yeah. automation. I try to, well actually, yeah, I usually try to redact the names. Cause I don't want to embarrass anybody, but um the key is to communicate. If you're going to use automation, and I still would advocate for it, but it needs to be a balanced act. And if you have, a, if you feel like, man, I just don't, I don't want to send out a lot of texts and emails and things like that. Balancing that with with phone calls. Mm-hmm. A phone call is the, the 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 accelerant to a sales process, right? Mm. It's you can engage quickly. They can hear your tone. They can they can realize that man, even though he's tall and nerdy and wears glasses, Dave's actually a pretty smart guy, and he he actually cares. So he gives mm-hmm. a crap. Like, that can't come across over a text or an email. It can come across through video. Right? Yeah. Video, video can help convey sure. that. But uh, so I'd, I'd say you need to balance the human element. Everything you do needs to be value-driven, mm-hmm. and it also needs to match your tone. You never want to take a template from someone who's doing automation and just use it. You want to oh, say, nope, sure. how do I make me come through in this process? That means both the number of touches and the way you engage, and then lighten up some of the other stuff. Don't send out four text messages in one day. Like, how would you talk to your old college buddy? Yeah. Use that tone. Right. Uh, right familiar right. and kind of, you know, if, if that's your style as a company, if you're working on high-end clients and, you know, the uptown district, maybe you make it a little bit more stodgy and a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. If you're working with, you know, average Joe American, then 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 you want to, like, keep it real and not yeah. be stuffy. Um, yeah. And so I think there are a couple of ways to help balance it, but also don't overdo it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it, that, that sequence that you're talking about, just in terms of the timing, um, I just wanted to go back and kind of add a little support to that. Mm-hmm. So when I, uh, I one year, I can't remember what year this was, it was probably 2018, I did a, you know, full, full scale analysis of, of lead source and, you know, the, the time to close and, and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm also a big supporter of um, closing the bids on the spot, trying to, you know, present a price oh, yeah. at the time of the appointment. Mm-hmm. What the numbers that, that I had, and uh, you know, this is by no means uh, industry standard. This is mm-hmm. Torlando standard. Well, Torlando's team standard. 
uh, is that 43% of the jobs that closed, okay, so this is mm -hmm. the bids that actually closed, 43% of them closed on the spot. Mm -hmm. Another 43% closed in the following two weeks. Mm -hmm. And the remainder, which is, uh, that's I think 14%, mm -hmm. the remainder closed sometime after. So, you know, more than 80%, 86% of the work mm -hmm. of the revenue closed within two weeks. Mm -hmm. But half of that was on the spot. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people that feel like that's a high pressure sales tactic. It doesn't need to be. Not in our system. It no, it doesn't have now. to be. Yeah, no, I think you can present that in a very intelligent and consultative way. Yeah. And a simple ask, like, is this something that makes sense for you guys? Do the budgets exactly. align with what you guys need? And if so, would you like to get this get it scheduled? Yeah. It doesn't have to be high pressure. The homeowners appreciate it because it's awkward. Right. It's awkward for you because you're asking for it, but it's awkward for them because they don't actually know how to... They don't buy paint jobs all the time. Sure. And, you know, it's like you go into the car dealership. It's super awkward, yeah. right? Oh, but yeah. they use crazy tactics, which you should never use. Right. <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, but I think it's awkward for the buyer when I go to buy a car. Mm -hmm. That's why I hate car dealerships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, we just try to make it less awkward. Make it authentic. That, yeah. That's my advice. But close on the spot if you can, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I want to ask you a little bit more about the, the follow-up sequence because I, I definitely fall uh, you know, into the trap of, Hey, just checking in. I'm, it's always <laughs> just, I'm like, why did I use the word just so more so yeah. much? You know, just checking in, just wanted to see how you do it. You know, what, uh, what are some other ways that I could phrase that? Cause I, I really, I kind of agree with you, but, but I'm also a little bit like, well, you know, do I, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I should just be straightforward. Like the, this is what I'm doing. You know, I want to see how you're doing on the proposal if you want to do it mm -hmm. or not. Um, you talked about providing value. Uh, how do I do that in a font in an authentic way? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I kind of, I recommend kind of a give, give, take approach when, mm -hmm. when you're following up with people. Okay. Because if, you know, they're looking for a, a paint job in this industry, right? They don't know about paint. They don't know about prep work. They don't know about types of paint. They don't know about how long it should take, you know, with how colors might change when they dry. Like all these things that the questions and issues that come up in the buying process and also the delivery process. Mm. <clears throat> how do I care for this job once I finish painting it? How do I... How do I know who's going to do a good job? What kind of prep work should I should I expect? Like there are all these yeah, things, right? Yeah. And so if you think about yourself now, instead of just being like, "Hey, I'm a painting contractor," I'm an expert in the painting industry, and the homeowners are not. Yeah. And the more expertise I give them, it helps them make better decisions. Right. So it's not a race to the bottom. Right. Uh, and it's also you know trust. We talked about you know know like and trust. Yeah. Uh, I think trust is the commodity of of sales, yeah. right, and closing business, and so. Uh, that's where you try to educate. So my advice in that to get tactical now, get out of the Ethereum, mm -hmm. um, is I, I'll say things like, like, hey, hey, Torlando, <clears throat> um, a lot of our clients, uh, that a lot of our clients find it's in, it, that it was helpful for us to tell them about what a project prep looks like. Mm. Uh, here are a few, here are a few steps that you know if you decide you want to work with us that we'll do to make sure that your home state you know, we, we don't get paint anywhere and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> hey, hey Torlando, uh, you know, I know it's been a couple of days. Uh, any questions on the bid? If you uh, oh in fact that's another just a tactical thing rather than say do you have any questions? Flip that to say, what questions do you have? Mm. I learned that in a sales training years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so subtle, but so key because most people have questions. Yeah. But if you say, have you got any questions? They'll be like, mm-mm. No, because right. it's awkward. Yeah. They don't want to feel stupid. 
because they feel like they feel like they're stupid around you guys. Like they don't realize you don't realize it, but you're really experts, and you're like talking about these different things and square footage and you know right, pe- right, coats right. and stuff. And like I, I just want the walls to be blue. Sure, that's, that's all I want. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you believe it or not, you make people feel dumb sometimes inadvertently. And so, uh, but educating them about some of these things, like, hey, here are the differences in what you can expect on the, like, the, the light reflection on different paint coats, like different mm-hmm. types. Is it an eggshell? Is it gloss, semi-gloss? And this is where we typically see our clients apply those different types of finishes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, did you know that we do cabinets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. N- not only am I, am I giving them advice, I'm also doing some gentle cross-selling yeah. a- as I follow up. That's a give. Yeah. And then, you know, what questions have you got about the quote? And then also, after a couple of touches, I start to insert some urgency. Mm-hmm. Say, and just so you know, like right now, our schedule's a couple of weeks out. Uh, if, if you want to get things scheduled, you know, it starts to get very busy mm. uh, in the next few weeks. It might become further and further. So if you're looking to get the project done soon, let, give me a call and let's get something scheduled. Yeah. You don't okay. have to say, do you want to close today? Yeah. But you're just educating them that this is how it works. They don't know that. They think, yeah. oh, if, as soon as I give you a check... You know, your team's going to show up and tape the room up, and it'll be done in six hours. Yeah, and yeah. They have no idea. And and putting it on the schedule as opposed to just what you want, I, I think it removes it removes the pressure in, in a lot of ways. This is this is actually reminding me of a few things. It's reminding me of some of the sequence email sequences that I used to write. It's also reminding me of uh, some of the training that I did in in StoryBrand, where you have different types of. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, question or types of emails that you're sending you know the first one of course is the delivery of the the asset where Mm -hmm. you would want to um, put a a few statements um, you know addressing what the problem is that they uh, came to you with and and addressing Mm -hmm. the solution but from there I think helpful things are things like um, additional testimonials or what what I had done Mm -hmm. is I would say hey I wanted to share a um, a blog article about a recent project that we did mm-hmm. and the the way that I wrote the blog article it was it was almost like reading if you could put words to a, an HGTV show script you know that's kind of how I did it it's mm-hmm. like uh, there's this this customer and they were having this problem and so we came in and this is what we offered to do and this mm-hmm. is why they chose us and this is what we did at each step of the way mm-hmm. and I even would throw in into that story a problem that came up, okay? Just like HGTV. Just yeah. like HGTV. <laughs> and, and what we did to overcome the problem, because, you know, they, they have to know that, like, we're human and and, uh, and that not everything's going to go perfectly and, and uh, you know, we make mistakes, but they need to know that we resolve that. And in fact, Maggie Cooper was talking about that yesterday in, uh, or this morning, it was this morning mm-hmm. in, the, in one of the uh, brain melt sessions. Just the idea of saying, hey, we're human. Sometimes we make mistakes, but this is how we solve it. And so mm-hmm. basically that blog article is a map to how, what working with us looks like. And that yeah. was, that was mm-hmm. what I would put in like the second email. I'd be like, here's, an ex- you know, here's a story about a couple that recently worked with us. Mm-hmm. And then I think another one uh, that I did was... Um, Before and after pics? Yeah. Do you do, do anything do, with yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, totally. And you can insert those into the blog article itself, right? Oh, yeah. And I like, I, I like before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. When the during where you actually have your people in it, right? Yeah, it's a great And so example. then the third one is uh, that, I, that I would send is I would send a third-party article about what to look for in a paint contractor. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I actually think the one that I used was from Angie. They, they had 
you know, yeah. like 17 <clears throat> things to look uh, for in a, in a paint contractor. And all I did is I did a Google search for articles of like what to look for in a paint contractor. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I found one that aligned the closest to what we did. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that way you have this objective third party saying, yeah. you know, this is what these are the, the boxes that they have to check. And it's like, oh, you know, Torlando and his company is checking each of those boxes. Yeah. Right? And you got a couple, a couple of thoughts on that one, because I've seen people do that. I, I when I talk about nurturing, you curate content, mm -hmm. like you go find those articles. You want to make sure they are not written by your competitors across town. Sure. Because I have I have known people that I was yeah. looking at their, their stuff. I'm like, wait, why are you pointing people to your competitors? Like, oh, it's a good article. I'm like, you're sending people to your competitor's website. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, but you also want to make sure you you highlighted it, but make sure you align with yeah. the content in there. Because if you're like, yeah, that you want to make sure that they're fully licensed and bonded and all this stuff. And you're like, well, I'm not licensed and bonded. Don't send that article right, as yeah. a nurturing step, right? <laughs> but you're right. Like third-party validation is huge. Testimonials. Mm -hmm. I, people like the visual aspect of this industry. Sure. So if you say, hey, here's what we did to this home. It's an exterior job, especially. Those come out great. Cabinet jobs are awesome to visualize. Yeah. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that where you can, like the before, during, after, that's easy to insert in an email. Yeah. You can even, if you have the right tool, you can even text before and after pictures and be like, hey, just thought you wanted to see this. I know you're looking at yeah. working with us. Here's some happy customer pictures from Steve and Martha. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of great, um, you know, tactile advice there. How do we know that it's working? Yeah. Well, we talked about one, a couple of things early on, um, numbers, like benchmarks. You need to understand, like, where am I today? If you want to get somewhere different, you got to know where you're at today or else you're going, you're going to end up nowhere in particular. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, I'd say benchmark. What I mean by that is identify, let's talk about lead flow, right? Find out like how many, what are my lead, what are my lead conversion, my booking rates, get, you know, schedule rates look like by lead source today. Mm -hmm. And then I would recommend changing the process, apply a treatment, meaning in this case, automate it, mm -hmm. automate it uh, with, you know, and use text, use calls, get on the phone as fast as you can. And do something different so you can start to engage and, can, and improve the conversion. The reality is you'll make mistakes. The people that win in business aren't the ones that make the fewest mistakes. They're mm -hmm. the people that make the mistakes the fastest and they iterate. Mm -hmm. That's something I learned. Kevin Harrington was talking about that yeah. at that Roofing Insights conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, look, I'm not smarter than anybody in this room. I'm just unafraid to make mistakes. And he also has freaking millions of bucks. So he can make a lot of mistakes <laughs> sure. very, very fast. Yeah. Where we have to be maybe more conservative, but don't make mistakes. Yeah. Or, I mean, sorry, don't be afraid don't of making make, yeah. mistakes. Yeah, be, embrace the mistakes and realize that's my learning curve, but then iterate faster and faster and faster. Yeah. And you, know, you, you start using automation, monitor it. How is it performing? Hey, it elevated to 40% conversion from my 20, 28%. Yeah. Well, can I get that to 60%? Now I'm gonna experiment. I'm gonna, I've got my baseline, I'm gonna iterate, I'm gonna change something, and then you keep measuring. You mm -hmm. keep measuring and adjusting. That's kind of the last, it's almost like a, a really small circle right. if you wanna look at it that right. way. Awesome, awesome. Dave, this has been an excellent conversation. I'm so glad that I, that I found you on the floor uh, <laughs> and grabbed you to come up here. Um, tell us a little bit about Client Tether and, and, and how we can learn more about, about the service. Sure, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and thanks for the invite at Torlando. Feelings are mutual. This has been enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so Client Tether is a sales automation platform and CRM and, and does a, a lot of things, you know, texting, calling, email automation, I, you know, box of brownies in the mail. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Literally? Yeah, yeah postcards, yeah, oh, gift yeah. cards. Like, we can do all sorts of cool physical media fulfillment. Oh, that's awesome. We also have direct integrations with, like, Angie and, like, in-app thumbtack messaging we can do, which yeah. I don't know many people that can. Yeah. So, uh, which is cool because that app, they have good quality leads, but it's a pain to get in there and monitor a third-party yeah, app. totally. 
So, uh, but we also do proposal management, payments, QuickBooks integration, mm-hmm. uh, online re- online review request automation. Um, if you want to learn more, like clienttether.com, uh-huh. uh, two T's in the middle. A lot of people misspell it, but oh, sure. yeah, come learn about us. Uh, happy to help any anybody out who's got questions, even if it's not a client relationship. I mean, I, I love to do this kind of stuff and outreach and support industries. So yeah, happy to help in that way too. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is our show. Uh, great, uh, great conversation. I'm uh, again. I'm just so jazzed. I'm so uh, happy to be uh, among peers, among my people. Um, you got it. You got to make it to these shows. Um, if you want to see this episode, if because if you're listening right now, you're probably just hearing the audio. Um, we actually have kind of a nice little setup here, and you know, in a fancy hotel room. So you know, not just my uh, little podcast studio as per usual. If you want to see that episode online, go to uh, PCA. Uh, paint.org and download overdrive you can even find that on the app store pca overdrive we have 400 plus hours of business video content on there tons of educational resources and i'm telling you uh, it's so it's very humbling to be here because you know people you know watch the show and they and they've just there's just been an outpouring of of good vibes and good juju and gratitude for all the content is on there and so i know that it's impacting lives i know that it's changing businesses and so you have got to get on this thing it's pca overdrive it's 5.99 a month for uh, non-members, but if you are a member of the PCA, it's included in membership. And there are so many great benefits to being a member of the PCA. You get to connect with tons of different industry partners that have products and tools and services that can help you. Uh, we have uh, we have the PCA health benefits plan option, where if you're a member of the PCA, you can actually leverage your membership in the association to get really great comprehensive health plans for your people. There are so many awesome resources. I was just meeting with another uh, another new partner who built a job board. Um, so you can go to PCA uh, paint.org and you can actually post a job listing. And if you connect it to if you connect it to his app, he'll post it to 50 different job boards for free included in the software. Uh, so many wonderful um, opportunities and resources that we're providing to you at the PCA. I'm so grateful that you've been listening and attentive uh, uh, listener today. Thank you so much. This has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.